final round. Welcome to Button Mash, the show where we mash all your video game content for the week for you to listen to at the press of a single button. My name is Roger, and with me this week, Chris is still missing, so I replaced him with another Chris, Chris Herdman, (laughs) (laughs) and Brett from uh, Control-Alt-Record. They're back um, after, it's been 30 episodes, guys, since you were on. 30 episodes? Wow. Yeah. That's actually, uh, and how, you record what, uh, weekly or fortnightly? Weekly. Weekly, so it's been. Uh, it's- like, yeah, you guys have way more consistency than us. Like way more professional. You know, doing every week. We're just like we just do it when we feel like it. Can't be bothered. We try. So we try. Uh, but uh, to thanks see. to guys it's like impressive. you, we're able to stay consistent. So thank you. No, of course. Uh, glad glad to be back and uh, having another chat. So yeah. Yeah, it's going to be good. Hopefully, a good one. Hopefully, we don't take. Um, well, <laughs> we'll see. Hours. We'll see how it goes. But if we go for another two and a half, three, three hours. hours again. I think, um, I think we had a lot any... more topics last time because I didn't know how it was going to go. So I added like uh-huh. a bunch of stuff. But this time I think it's... Uh, it's more yeah. condensed. Yeah, I think so. We'll see how we go. It's, I'm probably lying, but it's uh, f- First of all, I do have mm. to, um, I guess, apologize if my voice comes through sounding a bit uh, croaky. Uh, it is actually uh, my birthday today. So, uh, I was out drinking last night um, to celebrate. So Happy birthday. Um, Absolute disgrace. A <laughs> um, little bit of a story to get, get us started. Like uh, earlier in the week when you asked us to, uh, you know, come on the show, mm-hmm. uh, I, I said to my wife, what are we doing Sunday night? And she's like, oh, it's your birthday. You can do whatever you want. I'm like, all right. <laughs> Here I am. <laughs> I'm like, guesting on another I'm podcast. Re- I'm recording there a podcast. Go. Oh, that's awesome. So, well, thank you so much for giving up your time on your birthday to, to no, be on with us. Yeah. Podcasting is a lot of fun, so I look for any chance to do it. Awesome. Sounds good. All right. So we've got a couple of uh, news topics to talk about, uh, and then we're going to talk about the games we've been playing lately. Um, let's start with... Uh, we'll start with the probably the biggest topic this week, which is uh, we finally got a trailer for uh, Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order, uh, which is coming out in November. We got a release date. It's coming out in November this year. Uh, what did you guys think? Uh, I it's Look, it's interesting. I don't... It's it's really hard to pick, you know, you know which timeline this is going to be part of, mm-hmm. you know, because you know is this going to be sort of present Skywalker saga era, or is it going to be sort of old Republic? Because I guess in every Star Wars game, the Jedi are always seem to be losing, um, the Republic always seems to be falling. So, a mm-hmm. uh, bit hard to put the finger on which era is going to be part of. Can I just sorry? Are you talking about the game or are you talking about the movie? The, the game. game. Oh, you're talking about the game. Okay. You watched, oh, you watched the wrong trailer. Did you watch the wrong no, trailer? I, I thought you were gonna. Yeah, I thought you were talking about episode nine. And then I was like, no, that's, not, that's Rise of Skywalker. Okay. No, no, no. Yeah. Um, okay, so, I didn't watch that trailer, so I'll just shut up. <laughs> uh, so look, it's uh, it's it's interesting. It's in, it's intriguing, and mm-hmm. uh, it does seem like it's going to take, uh, I guess, a a bit of a a cliche story arc of uh, a young. Uh, Jedi, you know, finding his way. Um, you know, there's there's a few fight scenes in it where he doesn't have the you know the lightsaber and whatnot. Mm-hmm. You know, it seems to be a bit bit more of a improvised sort of fighting style. So that could be quite interesting. You know, having to use what's around you rather than the traditional weapons. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's I don't know. It hasn't um, struck me yet. Uh, the only thing that really 
is enticing me to consider checking it out because it is an EA game is mm-hmm. the fact that it's done by Respawn. Um, and they're, they're coming off sort of a bit of a high with uh, Apex Legends and um, did a really good job with Titanfall 2. That's got to be a pretty good like indicator of a good game because they, yeah, their last three games I think have been excellent. But they've been bought uh, what... off by EA since is the thing. Well, they were still, um, like, with um, with Apex, they're still, they were st- uh, EA still published that. And as far as I know, um, is that EA basically gave them money and let them do what they want. They didn't actually have any decision-making abilities in there. Yeah. Um, so that's why it came out and it was, wasn't was crap. Awesome. So maybe they've sort of, like, learned a lesson there. We don't actually need yeah. to, you know, ruin the game so, so much. We can sort of let developers do what they want. That's it. But then we also have the thing of like uh, Battlefront 2 came out and it was like, guys, we're not going to have a season pass. You know, we learned our lesson and all that and look what happened. So I think as as Chris was saying oh. at the start there, we'll have to sort of wait and see because I, yeah. I don't know if it was you, Chris, or, or Brett who said it <laughs> or you were like, I still don't trust them. <laughs> yeah, no. Well, that's the thing. Like they're saying, so they're saying it's going to have, not going to have multiplayer and not going to have microtransactions. Yes. But it's like how... So it's like, yeah, they've got to be up to something. You know, it's like you've got this like evil sort of company yeah. saying, yeah, like everything's going to be good. And it's like, nah. But it's it's mostly their, their multiplayer games that have that kind of thing, right? That sort of structure. Whereas this is supposed to be just a narrative driven game where you're playing as yeah a, a Jedi who's sort of, you know, living in hiding. I'm thinking it'll be set sort of between um, episode three and four. Um, it's kind of what I'm hoping for. Um, Looking at the um, uh, episode three and four. Yeah, okay, yeah, probably. Uh, that's probably what I was just thinking there because I'm looking at the uh, poster or the the image of, mm-hmm. you know, the, the Jedi standing on the, or I guess in your character, standing on the, the cliff face and there's like a crashed sort of... Um, starship in the background mm-hmm. and just looking i'm just looking at it now and looking at the way the engines are designed mm-hmm. um and the and the sort of uh, i guess where the bridge would be at the sort of the top it looks like uh one of those episode you know episode one to three sort of uh galactic republic star destroyers not mm-hmm. like a uh star destroyer on the on the empire side mm-hmm. so it, I, I would probably agree it's going to be around that time if not then it, it because of the design of that ship, it could be either in that first trilogy era or we are mm-hmm. still talking um, sort of further down the track or like further away um, in terms of old, old Republic because of the design. So mm-hmm. uh, that's just one speculation. Yeah, I see the, I ship, the I'm making. ship that you're talking about. Mm. That was yeah. the, um, like a prequel ship. So yeah. Between, yeah. So it, more, it's it does... It does seem like a complete backflip from EA considering, you know, what was it, last year or maybe the year before, they were like, nah, single-player games are dead. No one wants to play them anymore. And then, of course, God of War came out and it was just like, oh, yes, we do. Um, And now, that, though? Was that, like, that was the CEO, wasn't it, at the time? Yeah, yeah. Uh, What was the studio they shut down? Um, Visceral. Visceral, that's it. That's it. Uh, With Amy Hennig. They were working on that sort of uncharted esque uh star wars game and they were like mm-hmm. yeah it's too linear yeah, they, linear games aren't uh you know aren't working is there anymore. any like i've kind of got this trailer on in the background because i feel bad for not watching it is there any actual <laughs> gameplay in this or is it no just, there's, this doesn't I, tell, I don't think there's this doesn't any tell you anything it. really no it's, like it might indicate when it is but yeah yeah the coolest Show thing about this is. is um i guess the release date which is at the very end 
But apart mm. from that, you know that you're playing as this young lad. And um, there's also uh, other things that have come out. So basically, it's going to have uh, sort of Dark Soul-esque combat. Um, oh. Yeah. And, okay. Uh, yeah, yeah. Which which has me kind of yeah pretty keen on it. Um, Interesting. Okay. Mm. They better not pull um, the, like, you know, play it early pay extra bullshit that they do and stuff like yeah. i don't want to see any of that stuff i know uh, they will, but it's just <laughs> i'm kind of secretly hoping that they learn not to do that I, well i guess who knows um hopefully i mean it's coming out this year i think it was what november 15th yeah, november uh, 15th, yeah. uh so i think time uh, i guess time will tell it is ea the fact that they're saying no multiplayer, no microtransactions, and like you say, you know, whether there's early access, uh, pay more to get, you know, get in sooner type type yeah. rubbish. Um, hopefully, this could be the game that uh, you know we've all be kind of waiting for to see a turnaround in EA in terms of like not necessarily Star Wars, but to kind of go, yeah, no, there's none of this multiplayer, none of this microtransactions. Hopefully, that'll be like a starting point to kind of go, no, there's not going to be no early access. It's just here it is. And I'm hoping that's going to happen because it's being pushed by by Respawn. Um, I like there's um on the YouTube video, like the top comment is, scariest thing about this trailer is the EA logo. <laughs> <laughs> that's quite good. Um, but once again, I think there was a tweet from EA Star Wars um, that that sort of came out to say, "Oh, look, there's yeah, none of this." I, I hate mm-hmm. the way they say there's no multiplayer, and there's no microtransactions. It's a story game. Like the way that they're using that as a selling point, it's just like, yeah, I know. It's no, like, it doesn't have this horrible stuff we normally do. Yeah, yeah. how yeah. is that? You're, like, you're, you've you're done selling... that before. <laughs> you've said that before with other games, and yeah, I, th- I reckon there's actually like a. Um, uh, like fine print or a disclaimer somewhere that mm. sort of says there's no multiplayer microtransactions like with a disclaimer that says you know at launch or something um yeah. and the give first it a few days yeah give it <laughs> give it a, i think give it a few days and you get your data miners in there and uh checking out you know whatever they can in terms of data mining and and leaks and whatnot and uh checking out the code of the game and, and i think sure enough we'll we'll know in i think in the next week if there's anything dodgy in the in the yeah. programming of it well i uh, guess i guess with a, a single player game like I, I can't think of any single player only game that has sort of that microtransaction thing i, I think i've got assassin's creed assassin's creed odyssey is coming to mind oh there's but, loads of them there's loads of them man. yeah but yeah, like where there's microtransactions all the, Ubi- all the that, ubisoft games like all the far cry games have microtransactions they're um, in there but like you can still play the game without getting yeah. any of it kind of thing it's, yeah. it's usually sort of they're a, still there i mean yeah. sort of um i think there's yeah there is quite a lot of games i would say it's probably the minority for, for them not to have them you know mm-hmm. But it's like also whether it's like can you buy stuff that makes you stronger or is it just cosmetics? Yeah. And, you know, because that's a bit of a point of difference as well. Yeah, I think if there's any sort of microtransactions in single player games, it does have to open up and beg the question of you know how much of this experience grind that I'm going through has been tweaked to you know give you a sense of potential frustration mm. uh, to make you want to sort of you know well, buy. Yeah, that's what they did with um, Assassin's Creed Odyssey. They made it such a grind. The mid-game is so long and tedious to play um, that you have to buy, you know, the, uh, like um, microtransactions that double your experience. So that way um, it's not so intolerable to play. So they actually, like, made the game bad unless you pay for stuff. Did you guys is, both mm, play terrible. Odyssey? Uh, no, I, I didn't. I watch videos on it. You watch videos on it. I know about it. Yeah, yeah. so... One of the YouTubers that we follow, uh, Angry yep. Joe, uh, I think mm. it was uh, one of his 
uh, sort of co-hosts that I can't remember which one, if it was, mm-hmm. I can't remember. Um, but he, he was sort of saying that uh, he did cave um, and actually bought some of the experience boosts in okay. Assassin's Creed. Okay. And based off his opinion, he felt the game was a lot more enjoyable when he spent more money to buy experience boosts. And then all oh. of a sudden the actual middle mid game felt way more smooth, way more enjoyable, um, oh. which is, I guess the design uh, behind that, you know, implementation of that microtransaction sort of scheme to kind of go, yeah, we we want you to feel frustrated, so you essentially buy these mm. to make the you know, if the if you need the game to feel fun by spending more money on experience boosts, like that, that is. But it's kind of like it's money. kind of interesting though. It's like they're kind of asking you um, to spend money to like make the game take less time. So it's like, is it fun mm. or not? Because it's either <laughs> fun and you're playing and you want more hours, or you're like literally paying just to get it over with. Like when you think about it, it's kind of crazy. Mm-hmm. Did you play it at all, Chris? No, I gave up on Assassin's Creed uh, a while ago. Um, I think maybe Unity was the last one that I played, oh, yeah. uh, and, and I, I, I didn't even finish it. So I'm just, I'm just I, over I, the Assassin's Creed. I didn't Creed mind formula. Origins. Yeah. I didn't mind Origins, but yeah, I found it a bit. I was like, I don't really care anymore. I just sort of lost interest, and then yeah, when I saw the shit they were pulling with Odyssey, I was just like, nah, I'm out. Uh, and it, it's just it's just every year there's a new assassin's creed and it's just like it's just the same it feels the same i'm sure there'll there'll be diehard fans that go no it's completely different i'm like no you've you've got you know your typical you know climb up walls and mm. you've got a few gadgets and you, you you sort of have to parry and counter in the combat and it's just like it, it is essentially feels very much the same I feel like um, you get um, you get fatigued with those franchises it's the same as far cry it's like far cry 5 came out like may last year mm. and then there's already a sequel like nine months later it's like it's too soon like yeah. i feel like you need like a couple of years um between games you know before you have a sequel just to kind of let people have a bit of a break from it it's just i don't know it's too much i think mm. every year because uh, with assassin's creed odyssey it was actually my favorite game of 2018 and oh I, really yeah and i didn't spend a, a dollar in my microtransactions i i did feel like fin- did you finish it i did i did i've put about okay. 80 right, hours in the whole game all um, right okay because yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, no, I was interested to see, like, to hear, uh, you know, what, what's been going around and stuff. And I, I kind of get what they mean by, yeah, it can be frustrating. There's a lot of grinding. But they've put... I, I fell off the, the Assassin's Creed train uh, a long time ago. Um, and then when they announced that Odyssey would have that sort of uh, Greek mythology kind of setting, I was like, I mean, I love... Uh, Greek mythology. I was like, I'm all in. Mm-hmm. Jumping back in. I'll see what it's like. If it's not good, whatever. I'll, you know, I'll return it or whatever. And I, I absolutely yeah. loved it. And it, I think it's, yes, there's a lot of grinding. You need to do a lot of side missions, but they all have sort of interesting bits. They're not like your typical sort of sort of go grab this thing and return it to me. There's there's always like a little bit of narrative that makes it interesting. So it's always, you, you get rewarded for your curiosity. And I absolutely loved it. Um, and I did hear some people saying, you know, it's, it's they're kind of getting bored of it and um, they, they feel like they're being forced to spend money on those sort of stat boosters, the, the experience boosters there. But I, yeah, I did not see that at all. And, that's right. it. Yeah, it's interesting. I had a um, a friend of mine actually played it right through as well, and he said the same thing that you said. Mm. Um, he said it was his favorite game of 2018. So, you know, it's obviously differing opinions. And if you're mm. having fun grinding, then the grinding's not a problem, right? 
So yeah, that, that's the thing. Was... It didn't. It didn't feel like grinding um, because those side missions were so well crafted compared to what they normally do. Um, mm-hmm. I so... think for me, I'm at an age now where mm. I'm like, I don't have time to grind, and yeah. I think when we look at uh, YouTubers such as you know Angry Joe or you know, your, your Jim Sterlings of the world and things like that. Mm-hmm. There probably there probably has to come a point where, like, we, we I know with Angry Joe, like, Brett and I, I know, okay, I'll look for myself, I do quite enjoy his reviews and I generally, like, 95% of the time trust his opinion mm-hmm. um, because he breaks down his uh, sort of uh, reviews you know, really well and it's very relatable, very understandable. So the, most of the time, I actually do think he puts out a lot of good reviews and I could put a lot of faith in that mm-hmm. but i still to some degree have to try and take what these reviewers on youtube say with like a bit of a grain of salt because mm-hmm. you know when you're kind of going i pissed off about you know the top game of this year it's like oh why are you pissed off and how much is that is you know potentially clickbait and it's just sort of you know could it be tailored or catered for let's maybe just you know something that's a little bit frustrating maybe let's just blow it up to get people to click on our videos and things like that um but at the same time i you know don't have sort of endless income so i have to try and take some of their (laughs) reviews uh you know as you know if you don't like it there's probably a good chance that um you know i'm not going to so i won't take the risk of spending you know my money on that particular game because like probably 9.5 times out of 10 every time he says something that is not great and I go and give it a go. I'm like, yeah, I'm done after like two hours or something like that. Right. So, but there's probably been like maybe once or twice uh, over the years that uh, I've kind of gone, no, I actually quite enjoyed this. Um, so, you probably maybe missed the mark there a little bit. But mm-hmm. it, it, I guess well, it's like everyone has their own opinion, and you're not gonna you're not gonna find someone who is exactly the same as you. So yeah. everyone's different. You know what I mean? So you just kind of and you're also like once you get to know reviewers, you know what they like, you know what they don't like, and it's um you can sort of. Or you can watch multiple reviews and kind of get an idea that way. Yeah, yeah. I like Jim St- Jim Sterling as well is good. He's one of my favorite. Yeah, um, yeah, same. But he just he tends to complain about everything though. He doesn't really say anything positive. <laughs> any problems? So. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, there you go. Um, yeah, so uh, Jedi, the Fallen yeah. Order. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess there's uh, was there anything else else there's, you want to add? I on? just feel like there's nothing mm. there's nothing you can really say about it because this trailer Not really, is like no. this could be for anything. This could be for like a movie. It could be for like there's nothing there. It's just like yeah. we just made a CGI yeah. movie. It looks pretty cool. Um, this isn't telling you anything. It doesn't tell you about any of the gameplay, any of the mechanics. Or anything, as you say, it's just got the release date. So. Like, didn't that didn't that happen with Anthem? They showed like this amazing cinematic trailer, yeah, and it's yeah, like it's bit... this this is the world that you're going to be in. It's like cool. How does well, that's not a yeah, that's not a good sign because like when they did that with <laughs> Anthem, they didn't even have a game. They just like they just like chucked that um thing together because yeah. the um you know the CEO of EA was like, what have you been doing for the last five years? And they like scrambled and went, oh fuck, we better like show them something. And yeah. then they like put that trailer together and then made the game based on that. Yeah, well, no, I'm not saying that that's what this is, but you know, there's probably because because um, they're not gonna have their their normal conference at EA, but they're still gonna have their what is it called EA Play, where they let players sort of try their new games, their upcoming games, that sort of thing. So I'm pretty sure that's gonna be there. So I think that's when we're gonna see the gameplay, so around June. Yeah, that'd be um, cool. I wanna see some yeah. gameplay tra- footage. Yeah, yeah, I think. Because this is was this is the first the very first trailer we see for the game, um, and that's 
because it was Star Wars Celebration this weekend. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, I think we're going to see some gameplay uh, around June, around um, E3, and then release in November. I'm yeah, I'm pretty pumped for a single player. They said it's canon oh. as well. That's the other thing I forgot. So it's canon, um, which means I'll probably guy. hold on. Mm-hmm. Just, I'll probably hold on to my uh, th- opinions on what it could be like until I see gameplay. Yeah, um, yeah. 100%. Uh, can, I, can I just say, like, please, to anyone listening, please don't pre-order whatever you're doing. <laughs> just wait until it comes out because just don't trust EA on anything they say. You, you can wait. Like, you don't need to pre-order. It doesn't do anything. It just gives it just gives them more power to fuck yeah. you over, basically. And this is the thing. Pre-orders, uh, I think, you know, pre-orders used to be... You know, they came about when you know digital downloads were not a thing. You know, we're going back a number of years now. So, you know, when you could only purchase your games through retail. So, mm-hmm. and this is what annoys me about pre-orders now is that pre-orders used to be there so you could reserve your copy on day one. So you can get down to your local video, you know, your game store and, you know, they're only going to get limited supplies. So it's a first in best dress. So you want to pre-order so you can reserve your copy um, so you didn't miss out on day one. That's what pre-orders used to be about. Now, it's like if it's a digital download, there is absolutely <laughs> no reason to have like a lack well, of supply. Yeah. But that's why they give you a bonus. They're like, you know, you can play it a week early if you pre-order it. So they give you those little incentives to try and get you to do it, which is fucking annoying. But, but that, it's, yeah, it's a total but, scam. But it's just what they do. Exactly. It's like you made it. Obviously, just stick it in the game. Why do you need to play it early to? play something or get this extra bonus uh, of, a, of a skin. Just stick it in the game. It's already in the game. Mm. But it's just so you, you're going to get your money. Why do you need it earlier? Because you're going to get it. So it's just, I don't know. I, yeah, I, just... well, the, the reason they do it, especially they'll push pre-orders really hard on a game that they know is going to get um, just destroyed in the reviews. So they did it like, you know, that Anthem, I don't know if you noticed, had a really strong pre-order sort of incentive yeah. on it because mm-hmm. they knew, yeah. you know, and then because it comes out and it gets reviewed and it gets panned and then no one buys it. So that's why I just always try to wait for reviews now. It, At least gives you a rough idea. If um, the game is going to be good, like they want their money early because, you know, they've got it and uh, you can't get like obviously refunds if the game turns out shit. Uh, if your game is going to be good, you don't need pre-orders. Mm-hmm. It's just that simple. Um, so I think, yeah, can't try to discourage people enough to not pre-order. But that's that's our opinion. That's not necessarily uh, button mashes. <laughs> um, <laughs> That's just where Brett and I stand on pre-orders. If it's good, you don't need to pre-order it. You, you'll make your money. Yeah. Yep. yep. Of course. No, I completely agree with you guys. Um, yeah, let's move on to our next sure. topic, which is uh, Sony finally launching PSN name changes. Now, I find that absolutely baffling because I'm pretty sure I was able to change my Xbox Live username back on my 360 Mm-hmm. Well, like is this eight years like ago. <laughs> I don't really is this, how is this like newsworthy like just so you can change your name is this something that's everyone's been waiting for <laughs> yeah uh, well that's yeah because I think with Sony like if you once you locked in your username you could never change it up until so now ridiculous. <laughs> which is yeah. yeah since 2007 god so of course at that point you know I guess it, a lot of people a lot younger when they're sort of you know 12 years ago, you know, making up silly names and things like that. <laughs> We're locked in. They could never change it. So once they get into their 30s, it's like they've still got, you know, sick boy 69 or something. <laughs> yeah. um, and like, I'm a 40-year-old man with sick boy 69, you know. So, but the, it, 
yeah, I, I don't know. I, uh, I, I just can't believe it's taken that long. Like, it's... I, I thought it was pretty funny, to be honest. But, like, and what's the rules with the name changing? Is it like, can you do it only once every few months? Or um, is it like I'm not sure thing? what it is now. When they released the beta, which was running um, towards the, the start of this year, uh, they said that you would be able to change it once for free, and then after that, you would have to pay, which I think... Oh, you got to pay? <laughs> oh, yeah, fuck. yeah. Damn, Sony yeah. fucking cheeky like, bastards. I know, do, I know. Do Microsoft charge for name changes or they constant name changes? They do after a number of times. I, I'm not sure if it's after once, but they do after a number of changes. Yeah. Um, How can they justify charging? It doesn't, uh, like, no, surely it doesn't cost them anything. They don't have to do anything, not. do they? Isn't it just like a piece of code yeah <laughs> another way of making money i guess <laughs> yeah what was the beta test you were talking about um earlier in the year like were they beta testing how to change names yeah or was yeah, it something that's right, that's wow, right. it's got to be it's got to be super complicated <laughs> <laughs> if it's taken them that long 12 years um but yeah so now you can but then there's this thing where if you change your name some games, so I believe it was uh, if they were released before April 2018, they may uh-huh. not be compatible with the name change, which means if you got what? like uh, save data or, you know, or, your, or save stuff from your previous that- username, it might not be compatible, which means you lose your save file. That's ridiculous. Wow. Yes. Yes, it Jesus. is. That's why it's um- newsworthy, Brett, to answer your question. <laughs> That's because it's ridiculous. uh, I'm a bit speechless on the whole thing. Yeah. yeah. I'm thinking, like, I think that would be something you would sort of implement right from the start. Yeah. It's. Um, I just can't believe it'll break your game, essentially, Mm. uh, or potentially break your game. Have they at least said what games it will break so you can, like, feel your pain earlier before rather than later? No, because they're not sure. They said the games that were released after April 2018 were programmed to have that implemented because they knew it was coming. Whereas the ones uh-huh. before that, they can't guarantee that it's going to work because it wasn't planned I, kind of thing. I just looked, looked it up. It costs, um, so yeah, like you said, the first one's free. Mm-hmm. Then it costs 10 US dollars to change it. $10. <laughs> so it's oh my God. Wow. Uh, yeah, it's just. Wow. I, I just think it's just mind blowing that it's something as yeah. simple as changing a few letters in your name. Uh, <laughs> it's cost ten bucks, and it, and to even take this long for Sony to implement that type of thing is mm. just, you know, absolutely crazy. That uh, they yeah. could do a lot of amazing things, but they can't change your name up until now. Mm. It's taken them twelve just be years. Be like a few that. lines of code, wouldn't it? Like just you know, you just. You yeah, basic, so. really basic code that anyone could write. Unless they've just, made I it I, so maybe, maybe complicated. Maybe something I don't understand. Yeah. Maybe it like, yeah, is embedded like in the games where the game, you know, when you first started up, like registers what your name is and then that's it. It, it, it can't possibly be. Uh-huh. Even then it should be able to. That doesn't make sense. They should be able to patch so that. Weird. So. so weird. So, uh, mm. Yeah, it's, I mean... Other than that, I'm not, I'm not really sure what else to sort of to say about it other than it's like, okay, great that it's taking you 12 years to figure out how to change a name. Um, and it's just mind-blowing. It's probably that- not. I reckon they, it's probably just something where they're like, well, there's nothing in it for us. And then like, you know, they're at a meeting. They're like, right, how can we make more money? And they're like, I oh, know, we'll charge people $10 to do it because they keep mm. asking. And we literally don't have to do anything except just get, you know, some some student to write 
three lines of code and will make shitloads because people want to change their name. So that's probably why. Uh, I mean, I did find some funny video or funny images on Reddit regarding this where people are sort of changing their name. Uh, like there's been like, you know, there was like Mad Boy and but Boy was like, you know, B-O-I. You know? Yeah. And now they've changed the name to like Madman. You know, <laughs> yeah, I saw that. That's they're all growing up now. So it's like they're not a boy anymore. They're a man. It's like evolution. So, your name. Yeah. yeah so... Um, Oh, anyway, I, yeah, sure. Yeah, I just want to bring that <laughs> Congratulations, up. Congratulations, um, Yeah, <laughs> ridiculous. Uh, but then, uh, Chris, you brought up uh, something that I hadn't heard about uh, called DLive. Um, yeah, so this is a uh, streaming service that has, uh, I did just actually, before we sort of start, before we started recording, I quickly Googled when it launched. Mm-hmm. Um but DLive is basically uh, a streaming platform that is uh, competing now with Twitch, uh, and it launched in September last year. So it's still sort of six months in. It's still in its uh, infancy stages. Mm-hmm. Um, but the reason why uh, DLive has all of a sudden just blown out of proportion um, or in, in the social media space is because about a week ago now, PewDiePie, um, uh, I probably don't need to explain who PewDiePie is, Um <laughs> has announced that he's going to be streaming exclusively with with DLive. Now, all of a sudden, uh, and part of that um, exclusivity uh, for the first like 24 hours, which I think uh, is in eight hours time, he's going to do his first stream. And what he's actually doing is to support you know, transition of uh, streamers onto that platform is he's going to be giving away like, you know, $50,000 to, you know, uh, to random streamers um, up to like, you know, a maximum of like a hundred people or something like that. And that is, I think it ranges between 10 and $50,000 that he's going to be giving away randomly. Uh, maybe just Google it. If you want to sort of know more about, if you are a streamer um, to find out a bit more about what he's doing, uh, just, just Google it. Um, but yeah, so we've actually, cause uh, us ourselves, um, we, our show, we do stream on Twitch. And mm-hmm. so Brett and I have uh, made up sort of like a, a sort of a, our own personal accounts rather than our actual podcast show moving over because we thought we would test the waters with with DLive um and uh that that's sort of now a potential new streaming platform to compete with the bigger ones like Mixer YouTube Twitch um but the interesting thing about it is how uh the currency of how you get paid is through the Lino blockchain so you're going into like cryptocurrency and all this type of thing um so you can there's sort of two ways of getting paid you earn what the lino points and the lino is the cryptocurrency i believe um and i've got a very basic understanding of how it works so mm-hmm. if you're interested you know maybe people do your do your own sort of research i've got a very basic understanding i'm still learning about it myself um since i've come across it so what people could do is they donate to the streamer with uh, what's called Lino points, and Lino is the, the cryptocurrency blockchain um, that goes alongside you know other competitions such as Bitcoin and whatnot. And so people can actually donate that to you, and then you can actually get you, you get paid out into PayPal or Bitcoin rather than a straight monetary um, you know payment or donation into like your Patreon accounts or um, your Twitch wallets and things like that Um, but because it is a cryptocurrency the value of the lino points kind of changes on a daily basis Um, so you know if you've got a whole bunch of lino it could be worth a dollar one day or 50 cents the next or it could be two dollars the following day and there's that type of you know 
uh, volatile sort of economy system with it. Mm. So it's still in its early days and it's, it's expected to sort of really explode tomorrow once PewDiePie goes live. Yep. Um, but it seems really interesting. It's sort of like really tiny community. It's not saturated like Twitch at this particular point. Um, yeah. And uh, yeah, it seems like a really interest, interesting platform to, to be streaming on. Um, one of the other really cool things, sorry, I'll try not to talk too much longer, but the other yeah, interesting yeah, thing about it Chris, come on. So, <laughs> is, um, is as, as a viewer, you can actually earn Lino points without spending any money on it simply by interacting with the streamer and viewing for extended periods of time. Uh, you get like this little yeah. chest thing that has like a, like a, a like a, a fill up or a gauge or a bar that the longer you watch, the more you interact, the faster that fills up. And it, when it fills up, you open your chest and you get, you know, one or two Lino points and things like that, which you can then start to accumulate yourself. Um, or you can use that to then donate back to the streamer and whatnot. So you don't actually have to spend money as a viewer to support the channels. Uh, right. that, that you sort of um, you know subscribe to or follow to. So where does the money like come from then? Is that just to do with the cryptocurrency? It's, it's got to do yeah. So that's the type of thing I'm not a hundred percent clear on, but it is the the, the Lino is the cryptocurrency um, that somehow in the back end of the cryptocurrency world is being sort of generated. Viewers yeah. can purchase Lino points with real money. Um, you know, similar to going on Twitch and donating ten bucks to a Twitch streamer, you can purchase ten dollars worth of lino points to use however you want um so the thing yeah, that sort of drew it, um drew me to it or chris told me about it and i sort of thought i'll set up a channel is because it's like when you stream on twitch um like say we stream terraria quite a lot and you go on there and there's like you know 40 people streaming it and of course you're right down the bottom because we're just sort of starting with that um so you kind of get you know you don't really get seen but on this it's like quite often there's no one streaming terraria so we we do it and people you know, you're the only one doing it. And then, you know, you get more people just by a ratio. There's way less people on the thing, but um, for new people, it's much better, right. um, you know, to get a bit of traction and get followers. Awesome. And yeah, exactly. I think, you know, because of the incentive for viewers to get involved with the streamer, because when we do Twitch, there's so often I'm just talking to, I can see people sometimes watching mm-hmm. and I'm like, how's everyone going? What's your, how's your weekend going? And I'm trying to interact with them and no one ever responds. That's fine because some people just simply like to watch what's going on. They don't lurking, want to, lurking, lurking. They, yeah, it's called lurking. They just, they don't want to engage, yep. but there is the incentive for viewers to get engaged Um with the streamer because they get that sort of return of of the points um and so like when brett went live he did his very first solo stream um uh, outside of our little group uh, for the first time this this week uh and by the by the time i jumped on he already picked himself up like a new follower and you know he he had literally (laughs) just started it's just like that's awesome yeah it was really cool to see that i got a little i got some currency as well oh wow yeah yeah it's pretty cool like in your first hour you're already getting some money yeah right it wasn't I think it was like 10 cents or something, yeah. but you know, it's um, still. still cool. Yeah. That's better awesome. than nothing. Yeah. 100%. Um, but yeah, if you are, a, if any of your viewers are sort of thinking of taking the plunge into uh, streaming and that content sort of creation is maybe check out D live, do your research first because it, it is the cryptocurrency world and that can be super volatile. Um, but it, do it as a hobby, um, do it because it's fun. People seem to be really supportive on it because it is such a small niche little market. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's not saturated like Twitch or YouTube. Uh, it, and it, it just seems so much. It seems very supportive um, mm-hmm. because 
people are incentivized incentivized to get involved with each other. So mm. it's, it's quite it's quite an interesting concept. Very early days. It could be gone in the next six months or whatever. Who knows? But we'll see what happens uh, from tomorrow when PewDiePie mm. goes live. My um, my channel is called Killbot. It's K I L L B O T. I know it's a weird name, but um, I made it when I was fifteen, so don't judge me. And uh, yeah, you can you can. I try to stream Terraria, so if you're interested in Terraria and you feel like watching me die continuously, um, feel free. And what's Chris? Your Herdy underscore TV? Or no, Herdy just Herdy TV. Herdy TV. Uh, so just just that. But that's it. We, we've just got our little personal accounts purely yeah. because. We just want to test the waters. Yeah. Like our main stuff is on Twitch essentially right now, but uh, we're just mm-hmm. we're just testing the waters with uh, with DLive um, since it's a less saturated market. Mm-hmm. Awesome, that sounds good. I'm gonna check you guys out uh, when I bring up this DLive thingy. That sounds good. Sounds good. Cool. Uh, yeah, it's uh, seems like an interesting idea, interesting mm-hmm. concept. But yeah. Still early to tell if it's actually going to be worthwhile or not. Uh, so yeah. proceed with caution. Um, I don't think you need to say that. I think it's just like, if you know, the amount of hours you would put into Twitch to build up a following is like, you know, hundreds or thousands of hours. Um, you know, with this, you can probably build your following up a little bit quicker. So I don't think it's, you know. It's yeah, but then there was that other thing that was trying to compete with YouTube a couple of years ago. I can't remember the name and it lasted like a year. <laughs> and then it... Oh, there was, what was that? Um, There's been a couple of ones to try and compete with YouTube that got shut down. I remember some like content creators lost a lot of money because of that. Mm, Yeah, yeah. What what was it? I remember Vines. Do you remember Vines? The the app. Yeah, well, it was like, it it was like people would make Vines and they're like short videos. And it was like a, it was like a stream, like not a streaming platform, but like a YouTube, you know, video platform. And there was a lot of people um, that were making a lot of money out of it. And then they're just like, yeah. Yeah. Isn't that because they got bought out? I don't know, but it doesn't exist anymore. I, no, it does. I think it, I think it got bought out, and then they're just like, uh, it was either Twitter, YouTube, or Facebook that bought them out. Google might have just shut it down, bought them, yeah, out and shut it down, because yeah. pretty they didn't much editor. But it's the you know it's the creators that are on there that have done, you know, it might have taken them five years to build up, you know, the amount of followers they have, and then the next mm. day they have nothing it's because it's all on you know. That, I mean, that's the problem when you're on someone else's platform, I suppose. Mm-hmm. Just the way way it goes. But there you go. Mm. That's it. Yeah. Well, I'll definitely check you guys out. Maybe I'll make some uh, lino points and I'll donate them to you. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you can do that simply by viewing. And I think that's the interesting part that, yeah. uh, you know, that you can show support great. without spending money. Yeah, yeah, definitely. No, I'll definitely check it out. You got me very interested. Um, but that's it for our news topics for this week. So let's talk about what games we've been playing lately. So um, I hope our listeners aren't getting sick of it because this is going to be the third week in a row that we're talking about the Division 2. Oh, but, really? Uh, yeah. Because <laughs> the thing was, I was in America for a month. So sure. I started playing Division 2 last week. Okay. Um, All right, so still very new for you. Yeah, well, um, I, I still haven't reached level cap, so I haven't done the end game yet. Um, okay. okay, so so we sort of, sort of old news now, isn't it? Division a little bit. Is yeah, it? I don't know. Yeah, it's... yeah, but it's still not for everyone. Not for Roger. <laughs> not for Roger. Roger's still a level twenty-five uh, guy, and he's still Damn, like... very much enjoying it. Uh, what do you guys think of the game? Because you you guys have both been playing it, right? I found, yeah, I really loved it and I got up to like the, 
max level like 30 yep. and then very quickly lost interest oh really uh, once i sort of stopped progressing obviously you keep you know you go through, there's like five different world tiers and you can keep progressing through and upgrading your armor and stuff and your weapons but um for some reason yeah once i sort of started grinding grinding through the world tiers i'm like yeah it's getting a bit repetitive now so okay. but I absolutely you know i think i put 40 hours into it and really loved wow. it okay. you know, definitely didn't, didn't feel didn't feel like a you know um, was too short or anything like that mm-hmm. uh yeah, so I think I'm uh, about 41 hours in and, you know, still sort of plugging away at it a little bit. I'm certainly not playing it as frequently as I used to when, when it actually first launched. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, loved it. It, it was a um, certainly, I mean, if you get more than 40 hours out of a game, I think it's definitely worth the the full price that it sort of sells for. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it definitely seemed to have some improvements compared to the first one. Yep. And... Uh, I, I picked up recently a new monitor that goes up to sort of 120 frames. So seeing Division 2 I thought it was on... 144. Oh, sorry. Well, 144 hertz, yes. But yeah. the, the frames sort of bounce between 100 to 120. Um, for, you know, for no, some reason... I don't... No, it's a 144 hertz monitor, which means 144 frames a second. But your computer isn't powerful enough to basically get it to that. Uh, well, that's right. So that's why I sort of jump around the 100... Uh, hundred frames. Oh no, it's still 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 great. And of course, so seeing Division Two with like a new monitor, which has like a the the G Sync uh, compatibility and sort of the larger array of colors, mm-hmm. uh, it just looks absolutely amazing. Um, when the weather sort of kicks in, whether it's fog or rain or the uh, the the, uh, the god rays that sort of come through on the sides of buildings, it looks absolutely amazing. The world design is awesome so much detail has sort of gone into it mm-hmm. uh the loop of uh just the constant the the constant sort of grind for gear uh doesn't feel too tedious um mm-hmm. because the boss fights and any sort of uh ai fights are quite fun because of the ai mechanics in it are a lot smarter than the first one mm-hmm. uh particularly you know they flank you and things like that they didn't really do that in the first one um yeah. i like the change to the armor so you know it is about uh it feels more realistic it's like you're you're, you're chipping away at armor rather than health that's so uh, i think that's a sort of a, a better move hoodies with um infinite health like those hobo looking guys in sorry division one remember the guys at the yep. start of division one with the red hoodies it's like, yeah. how are you not dead yet? <laughs> how are you not dead yet? You, you, you've got yeah. nothing on and... Yeah. 30 uh, rounds like into your head. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, uh, once again, um, for me though, if I get to like that 40 hour mark in a game, I feel I've got my money's worth and I start to, uh, similar to Brett, start to fatigue a little bit on it because there's so much more out there. Mm-hmm. Um, and I kind of feel once I've got my money's worth, my attention span starts to deteriorate uh, quite quickly. So... Haven't picked it up recently. Okay. Cool. Um, mostly because, uh, I mean, because of the end game stuff, there's parts of that that has probably let my fatigue sort of kick in faster than normal. And I don't want to go into that because, well, you know, you're, you're not up to the end game yet. I don't want to sort of say what happens. I kind of accidentally ruined it for Brett. So I won't oh, really? Ruin you or any of yours. <laughs> yeah. Okay. It's pretty annoying because um, you get annoyed about spoilers and then he literally does it to me. Like, it, tells me exactly what happens. Oh, and I'm like, thanks, no. man. I've done that to people yeah. before. Like, I don't watch trailers or anything like that for, for movies and that. And then once in a while, I'll just let something slip and they're like, um, 
it's pretty me. hard these days because it's like <laughs> yeah, everything just gets put all over Facebook and like you know it comes yep. up on your phone, your news feed. It's like it's really no impossible kidding. to avoid them. Oh, what certainly do you think about the game, Roger. What's that? Sorry. What do you think about the game? You're obviously enjoying it. Yeah, so it's it's big 180 for me because I I never reached level cap in the division one. Um, I All right, okay. kind of dropped off pretty quickly, but I think it's because it's a game where I was looking forward to playing with my friends and, uh, I was really excited to do that. And I jumped in and, uh, back then I didn't have that much time to play, which I still kind of don't, I guess. Uh, but when I did get the chance to jump on, my friends would be like, you know, 10, 15 levels above me and I just mm-hmm. get destroyed. I'm just sitting back watching them kill enemies while i'm just being useless just trying to get yep. you know experience from experience from what they're doing whereas this i think they've uh that's that's probably the the biggest improvement for for me is where i was able to jump in with uh my co-host chris uh, when i came back from america being level one and it was level cap gear level 250 or whatever it was and we were able to play because the they, they normalize your your level and um mm-hmm. yeah like scales it up yeah so i think that was awesome and it is, yeah it is mm. good because we had a similar thing where we play with our other friend who hardly plays it and you know he was level three yeah we were 25 and then it made him level 24 i think and that yeah yes yeah, so it's one level like below what yeah it is good yeah i think it's awesome and um yeah like you said all these fixes with the armor and like the getting all these things where that's another thing where i was coming off uh destiny when division one came out and i was like getting a loot in the division is like you're picking up trash like whereas in destiny i was picking up cool looking armor and whatnot uh whereas now i guess it's it's all about the numbers i don't care as much i'm just like cool this is giving me you know whatever amount of armor and that and yeah like i've been getting up early in the morning so i can get a, a an hour or two before i start work <laughs> okay nice. i'm fully so, in so when you say that you you're picking up the trash are you referring to just like gear and the gears crap or all the yeah, extra bits and like, pieces you pick up? it's not you're, you're not picking up like a shiny piece of armor you're picking up a beanie or like a standard looking gun do you know what i mean it is a bit like that because it's. I think they're sort of restricted because it's like, um, you know, it's still set in the real world, so they can't have like all these insane magical yeah. weapons and yeah. lasers and stuff. So, um, I know what you mean because the guns get a bit like it's just so many guns. That's it. it it's yeah, like another yeah. example would be like Diablo, which we're about to talk about. It's like, you know, you 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 kill that enemy and like you kill the boss and you see all this loot just come out of him. And you're like, cool, I've got all this shiny stuff. And then you play Division. And it's like, cool, I got a an M16 or whatever. Awesome. <laughs> I guess that's the difference between uh, playing in sort of that fantasy sort of genre uh, yeah. or you know, versus realism. So um, I think that's all that really sort of comes down to. But if you're someone who's into that sort of militaristic style of gameplay, then I think it's probably perfect for you. Yeah. I, I was just saying, like, I think I've changed as a player between number one and two because now it's like I, I love getting something new and i'm like cool it's going to boost my stats by this much and you know what i mean and, I, and i'll go mm-hmm. okay i don't need this anymore i'm going to deconstruct that and get the the materials from that and craft this other thing and yeah it's complete 180 like I, i'm mm-hmm. in love with it it's awesome mm-hmm. the, the only complaint i have was like um i feel like 
if you look at your character if compared to like level 30 you pretty mm. much like look the same i wish they did a bit more with the like um you know, with the cosmetics and stuff, just to make your guy look a little bit cooler without spending money on the, you know, the cool armor sets that you can buy. Well, I guess the uh, the only sort of little bit of a uh, sort of change in that is that when you hit level thirty and you open up your specializations, um, you get like the three the three tiers of uh, like your sniper, your grenade launcher, or your crossbow. That stuff that they were really heavily advertising prior to the launch. There is within that skill tree um, apparel that you that you automatically unlock. So if you go down like the sniper path, you get like a sniper apparel set. If you go down like the grenade launcher, you get like a demolitionist type. Yeah, uh, but that's apparel. like three. That's only three uh, sets. Yeah. It's not that yes, much. but that's no, it's not much. But that's basically the only main change between level one and level thirty is that type of mm, looking yeah. difference. Unless you want to pay for your apparel uh, well, for your yeah, outfits. Well, that's what I mean. Like it's very limited. You know, yeah. I felt it was anyway. And it's like all the cool, you know, all the cool um, cosmetic sets are all that like, paid, even though you can actually get them, which is good, but it seems like you just get all this random shit. That's it. It doesn't yeah. mean that you. I could be a level three and get and open up one of those chests and get what you could be getting at level 30. I get what you mean. Yeah. yeah. I guess part of it, you know, almost feels like even on the like uh, Ubisoft launcher and you're sort of looking at the game in the top right-hand corner, it tells you how many items you've actually looted. It almost feels like they've seen what's happened with Anthem and gone, no one's, everyone's complaining they're not getting loot. <laughs> and now let, let's give them a loot counter. Let's up our so loot drops. So much loot, man. So much loot. <laughs> let, let's just like, you, you walk five meters and there's like water bottles to pick up, you know? And it just seems like they've just gone overboard to like overcompensate to make <laughs> yeah. people happy because of what's just happened with Anthem. Yeah. Uh, it just kind of feels like, it's a bit of a you know fuck you to Bioware and Anthem. That's kind of how well, that you can feels. see that with um the Borderlands three trailer because they were like <laughs> yeah 100 they literally said a billion guns like I said and it's just like loot and it's just like all the loot basically because they just yeah they yeah. knew what the you know how people are feeling. <laughs> awesome. All right, maybe that's enough about division. Um, because like I said, my sure. uh, our listeners are probably getting sick of it. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah. let's move on to, uh, so I believe, is it just you, Chris, who's playing Diablo 1 through 3 through. on your Twitch? Yeah, so um, on Twitch at the moment, we're sort of playing, oh, well, I'm doing like a Diablo 1 to 3 playthrough uh, and Brett and I are doing Terraria. And uh, Diablo, the, the Diablo 1 to 3 playthrough purely came from the fact that Diablo 1 was recently released on uh, GOG. Um, and I was like, 15 bucks or something like that and you know i've got diablo 2 i've got diablo 3 in my in my sort of you know blizzard store and my library and things like that but as soon as i saw diablo 1 release i was like damn i gotta get that you know that for me 20 years ago was you know diablo 1 and uh the warcraft 2 ties of darkness that they were the two pc games that got me into pc gaming and with Diablo 1, it's just one of those games when, you know, it was on disc and over the last 20 years, it's it's gone. You know, it's just disappeared. Um, and now that it came out, I was just like, yes, I'm jumping on that. And I kind of thought, uh, well, if I'm going to play it, why not stream it? Mm. So I kind of thought for, you know, try and get a bit of longevity in terms of a playthrough. I thought I'd do Diablo 1, you know, go just through the story, um, kill Diablo, move on to Diablo 2, same again 
play through the whole all the acts, kill you know the last sort of few bosses, and then move on to Diablo three. And and that's all that sort of playthrough idea sort of came from. But what really spurred me on to do it is when I sort of first suggested it, mm-hmm. Brett and our other sort of host uh, Michael both just laughed and said, "You won't do that. You'll never do that because <laughs> I'm I." I very much have a tendency of getting uh, distracted by other games and move on. So I have a determination to, to do it and uh, purely be, mostly because Brett said I couldn't. Uh-huh. Yeah, so I helped you really. I helped you with your motivation. <laughs> awesome. It's a win-win uh, it situation for Brett. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, so I've 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 recently I've I finished off Diablo one and oh, cool. uh, that's done. I'm now into Diablo two, um, awesome. and uh, I'm actually playing through what is called the Median XL mod. So mm-hmm. it's basically like a like a bit of a remaster, a little bit sharper in the graphics, but still looks quite retro mm-hmm. uh, into what Diablo two used to look like, but. The, this particular mod, which is free to get as long as you've got Diablo 2 and the expansion, it'll it'll run off that. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it's got like every class has a brand new set of skill trees. It's got more skill trees uh, in it and there's new enemies, there's new weapons. So they're basically like refresh Diablo 2. It's like a brand new game to play. It looks the same, a um, little bit sharper, but there's... Like I said, new weapons, new gear, new armor, more skills, more enemies, different enemies, uh, a wider range of just everything. Yep. Uh, and, it, and it's like it's like playing Diablo 2, like it's like a brand new game, which is absolutely um, awesome and, and, and sort of love it at the moment. So, um, but yeah, that's all that was. It was just uh, a bit of a Twitch playthrough. And where can we watch so, that? Uh, so at the moment, I am doing that on our, uh, our main Twitch page, which is... Uh, carpod tv uh so if anyone is interested to come along for the journey uh the ride uh then by all means uh stop by and uh you know have a chat because that's that's what makes streaming fun is actually interacting with people um so uh yeah so if anyone wants to relive or even wants to check out what median xl is um then yeah come along and um check it out yeah i will definitely do that uh when Uh, are you streaming by the way so we, Brett and I stream on Monday nights and okay. that's like a game stream, but then Not Wednesday anymore. night, well, for the next six weeks, yeah. uh, at least because we'll do Tuesday night instead uh, for the next few weeks because Game of Thrones is back tomorrow. All right. So <laughs> I'll be watching. So my Monday nights will be free, uh, but we, we stream Mondays and Wednesdays traditionally, um, apart from the next few weeks, it'll be Tuesdays and Wednesdays. Uh, Wednesdays are generally our podcast night. But work that out because I'm usually busy on Tuesdays. So we haven't got really on that. I'll be streaming on Tuesday nights. You'll be streaming, uh, yeah. Okay. Uh, and but, that, but that's the thing. It's a bit uh, if 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 Brett is available, then we tend to stream Terraria. If it's just me, I'll be playing Diablo. Right. Um, but then with Diablo, if I get any sort of uh, extra ad hoc time on a weekend, I'll probably jump on and stream it just to try and continue to through it so like if my wife goes out she's like oh i'm going out tonight i'm like all right see ya um i'm gonna probably <laughs> most likely stream yeah. um but uh uh yes that's what that's at but yeah terraria is then the next thing that brett and i uh do stream so if you um i guess wanted to segue into that part perfect do that. sounds good um so you, you you, before this, before we started recording, uh, Roger, you said that you did play Terraria, but many, many years ago. Yeah, so uh, Chris, well, Budmash Chris, uh, and I used to play it a fair bit. Uh, we, we used to do this thing back in the day when we 
had more time. Uh, every Friday night, I would go to Chris's house and I would bring either my laptop or PlayStation or whatever, and we would just play games all night until like six, seven a.m. the next morning. Damn, um, nice. And we used to do that with Minecraft a lot, uh, and Terraria was another one where we played uh, a lot of. I think we've bought it on something like three different systems. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like PC. Uh, playstation 3 playstation 4 or something or playstation vita one of them mm-hmm. um yeah it's awesome it's a mobile game. version as well you can get it on your phone yeah i'm not buying it again no <laughs> <laughs> not, not for a mobile version yeah but it's been it's been quite a long time since we've played it uh so i imagine the game has changed quite a lot since then um well for us it was really we were playing it a few years ago and then i think 2015 well, was the last time we played. yeah it originally came out in 2013 and then they right. had two years later in 2015 they released a massive patch it was called like 1.2 and it like basically doubled the the game uh the size of the game or it might have been 2014 and then there was 1.3 which made it you know another third bigger again so it's probably three times the size uh it originally was but i think the last massive content patch was probably 2016 Mm-hmm. Um, and they've sort of done incremental updates since then. One of the big updates was like expert mode, uh, mm-hmm. which is what uh, me and Chris have just started. So basically, um, every so you have half the amount of health, and the enemies, uh, sorry, sorry, the enemies do double the amount of damage, and do and have double the amount of health. Oh wow! So it's it's like considerably harder. Like I'm already struggling um, with it because it's just yeah, you just get absolutely flogged. You have to sort of slow down and just play a bit more strategically yeah um, you know but the loot is meant to be better yeah yeah the loot's like uh doubled or something like that like you get way more you get way more stuff but um i don't know like they probably won't make much sense to people listening if they haven't played terraria but um the enemies can they like when you normally die in normal mode you drop some money and you can just go pick it back up in this they actually steal your money the enemies and like run off with it so and i think you drop items as well so it's like you get punished a lot more for dying Right. I think your items only drop because there's, there's two different like um, there's like there's two different difficulty sets. So you've got like either your uh, normal mode or your expert mode, and uh, above that there's also soft core, normal core, and hardcore. Oh and so yeah, if, yeah, yeah. If if you're on soft core, yeah, if you're on soft core but playing expert mode, you'll drop money. And enemies will pick that up and steal it from you uh, to no absolute value to them. It's just to stop you from gaining additional money to buy other thing, other items and whatnot. If you go into like normal core, you'll drop your weapons, like your gear, or you drop items. Oh, so it's only normal. As well as it's money. only normal core. So we're still, so we're doing soft core, but expert yeah. mode. Essentially. Yeah. Uh, and then it's hardcore. Then, if you die, that's it. No, you're just dead. It's like permadeath, which I don't even know how that would be possible. Like I've already died. I think I've played expert mode for two hours. I must have <laughs> died at least twenty mean. times. Oh man, it would be so oh, yeah. Geez. It would just be so difficult. But for, for I guess for any of your listeners who don't know what Terraria is, mm. uh, what, what it is, first of all, it's like the greatest game ever made, um, and it's it's if you can cool. imagine, uh, oh, it's 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 one of the most addictive games I've I've probably ever played. That's for sure. Yeah. And it's it's sort of like a two D Minecraft essentially, yeah. uh, like a two D platformer. Uh, so you're digging out sort of uh, you've got like your pickaxes and to, to dig out the ground and you've got axes to knock down trees and you've, you're building and crafting uh, sort of anvils and workbenches. You're, craft, you're crafting swords and bows and staff spears. You've got 
armor to create from uh, a wide range of like wood armor, tin armor, iron, going into like uh, obviously increasingly stronger metals and things like that. Uh, it's got a massive lineup of bosses that have their own interesting mechanics that make them unique and a pain in the ass to try and kill. Um, it's... See, I feel like, because um, a lot of people do say it's like a 2D Minecraft, but I feel like it's far more focused on combat and exploration, whereas Minecraft is more about um, the building of the base and that sort of thing, you know. So um... if you like the adventure and you don't really need to like, you can get away with really crappy bases in Terraria and it literally doesn't matter. Um, and you just can focus on combat and exploring, which is what I like to do. I don't know, but I mean, I, I don't, I don't think I've played Minecraft to know to do, know if that is correct. Because from people that I've seen online, there's a bunch of digging that goes on to go underground to explore, and they've got their swords and their bows, and there's there's uh, definitely I'm combat. That, in. I'm not saying there's not combat in Minecraft. I'm just saying the focus. Like if you were to sort of what's it focused on? Minecraft is more uh -huh. about the, about building, whereas I think uh -huh. Terraria, even though you can build, is more focused on exploration, combat. That's all I'm saying. Sure. Okay. All right. I could be wrong because I haven't really played Minecraft that much, but just from people, because um, I read a lot of forums and people that play both, they generally say that. But uh, okay, you know, All right. please direct your hate mail uh, to me <laughs> if, you, if I'm wrong. <laughs> yeah, I guess that's that's kind of fair. I've I've played a bit of both, and uh, I don't know, I don't know if I agree, but there's a lot more. I think there's like um, there's a lot more bosses in Terraria. I know that definitely, there is in Minecraft. definitely, definitely. Because it's all about the boss progression, really. Like, to yeah. the whole game is based around like you progress through the game by killing the bosses because it it gives you new loot that you need to then you know get into new areas and yeah um, be able to like mine. You know, you'll see like ore that you can't mine unless you get a specific pickaxe and you yeah. have to kill a certain boss to do it. So it sort of has all these little stages in the game that stops you. That's from it. There's a, there's a bit more of a, a structure in Terraria compared compared to Minecraft. I think Minecraft is just like mm. survive. <laughs> mm, yes yeah, yeah. Area, it's more like, yeah. a little bit more open-ended yeah exactly do you think mm. do you think minecraft is still a game that i mean it's still obviously super popular but mm -hmm. you know if you haven't like i've never really played minecraft yep. is that still a game that you know you could pick up and like today and still you know get what's going on or do you sort of 100%. maybe think for you know it's people have passed that opportunity like you know, with we've got we've got later this year classic WoW coming out or vanilla WoW coming out. Yeah. And a lot of people are sort of super excited for it. But I kind of feel if you're someone who never played it, you know, ten years ago, fifteen years ago, mm -hmm. then if you were to play it now, you probably won't have I don't think people will have the same sort of uh, addictive like behavior towards it because i kind of think people are going to go this is a 15 year old game and it plays like a 15 year old game it's only that like people like myself probably that are like looking for this nostalgia but as then a game i kind of feel like if you haven't played it before you've kind of missed the boat is that potentially the same with minecraft or is i, I wouldn't say so because the, the thing is um similar to terraria you you sort of start by uh putting in the, that seed number or whatever it is and then it generates that word for you right and you could play single player if you want and there's there's nothing you know you're not competing against other people so it's not like you're, you're being left behind you're at that lower level or whatever it is uh, mm -hmm. even if you were to play with other people um there's no level progression i mean there, there kind of is but it doesn't mean anything like it's just it's uh -huh. just a, a number i guess uh but y you're essentially just digging crafting stuff uh and just yeah you know crafting your own weapons and doing your own thing it's just a yeah. very sort of chill game 
Um, is it very much like you craft your own weapons and armor? Mm -hmm. And the reason why you want to do that is to move into other areas as you explore to then attack more difficult enemies. Otherwise, yeah, you don't have to. Yes, but the thing is, uh, you don't know where anything is because it's it's always sort of procedurally generated, right? So yeah. there could be something on your left. There could be something underneath your feet. You you, yep. you don't know, but there's there's always going to be if you keep going down, you're going to uh, whatever their version of hell is called. I forgot what it is, uh -huh. um, but yeah, there's there's stuff everywhere. But there's no sort of it's it's not a linear game, right? So what Chris and I used to do when we played Minecraft is uh, we would just go in there, build a cool looking base, and see what's around, and it's just like that kind of game where you just make up your own story. Um, and, you know, it's like you speak to someone else who's playing and they'd be playing in their world. They have a different narrative to yours. Mm -hmm. That sort of thing. So I definitely think if you start playing it today, it's, I think that's why it's so popular. You have kids starting to play now on their iPad or whatever it is. Mm -hmm. They're still having a lot of fun. Um, yeah, yeah. So I definitely maybe, say you can still have maybe a lot Maybe put of fun. a pin in it, potential. But there's a lot going around at the moment, so it's uh, yeah, hard to um, find time for everything. Yeah, yeah, definitely. But if you do jump in, um, yeah, let us know because we'll probably jump back in with you because um, it's it's cross-platform okay. as well. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, between... Didn't know that was cross-platform. Uh, it's cross-platform between everything except PlayStation 4. <laughs> is, is, is there... Of course, of course. Uh, they can get the name changes finally, so we're about another 15 years away from cross-platform. Cross yeah, that um, must seem like wizardry to them if like they're struggling with the name change thing. Like to do a cross platform is yeah. just oh well, Fortnite so far is, beyond is, their scope. No, they've got Fortnite and um, what's the other thing? The other game, Rocket League. Oh yeah, yep. oh that's true. That's true. Yeah. Um, is there any like different types of versions of Minecraft now? Like, is it a free to play game or is there a purchasable, uh, purchasable yeah, version? I don't think it's free to play anywhere, but it's pretty cheap. Mm -hmm. uh, you can get mods on PC, which we sort of dabbled in. Uh, back in the day, yep. Chris and I, uh, you know, you can get different skins or whatever. Right. Um, okay. I can All right, so on my phone for ten dollars ninety nine. <laughs> ten dollars ninety nine on a phone. Mm -hmm. Jesus. Yep. Uh, All right. Something to maybe put a pin in for a future date. Yeah. Yeah. But um, yeah, I definitely. Well, there's Terraria be... two um, apparently is in development, but there's been very little information. There was going to be Terraria Otherworld, but it got cancelled. Oh. Um, but. Yeah, they are apparently working on Terraria 2, but it still could be a few years away. But it's like, come on, guys, bring it out. Need some new stuff. Do you need a Terraria 2? <laughs> I'm just doing like, replay. Isn't I just it... played my fourth or fifth replay through Terraria. Wouldn't it... I guess... What What would it... Some games I understand what? if they re release a sequel, because okay. it's like you're limited by what you can add to the game. But like a PC game like Terraria, just... You know, you can just expand on it. Like World of Warcraft is a good example, or Minecraft. It's just, just the same game that just yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, I just want more stuff. So like, but I guess it's like a way for them to make money because I feel like with um, yeah. they never charge for any of the DLCs and are like mm -hmm. and all the patches, you know. And it's like that's cool and everything, but like Hell I want to give them more money. money. <laughs> so make an Terraria <laughs> two, and I'll throw I'll throw money at you. Yeah. Like, definitely. So like they deserve to make more money, and yeah. Yeah. You can't give everything away for free and be you know and keep your company going. Yeah, yeah. 
Awesome. Uh, but yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to watching you guys play very soon. Uh, I've got one game I want to talk about, which um, I heard one of the developers of the game talk about the game, and it just mm-hmm. sounded so charming. Like, you could tell that they put a lot of love in that game. And that game's called Operancia, The Stolen Sun. Have you guys heard of that at all? No, I can't say no, I have. haven't. Mm, yeah, so it, it's a kind of... I don't know how much went into the game, but it kind of looks low budget. It's not a triple A title uh, by any stretch of the imagination. But it's... Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's on Xbox and PC uh, at the moment. Mm-hmm. And it's basically... It's an RPG, but like very old school. So it's in first person. You can look around, but then when you're moving, you're moving on kind of a grid base. So you're moving square by square. Just kind of weird. Is it how? So mm-hmm. just trying to visualize that. So it, it, imagine just your average first person game, right? Uh huh. With 3D graphics and. Uh huh trees everywhere or whatever it's that but when you're moving you're moving grid by grid instead of just freely walking forward i mean if you're just walking in a straight line you hold the stick forward or w forward whatever it will just keep walking but you can't sort of move diagonally or anything like that okay. um, so it's that's one kind of old school way of doing it then you have the combat which is just turn-based old school turn-based rpg combat basically yeah so you're moving grid by grid and then you'll see an enemy ahead of you but they're also kind of moving the same way so what you're trying to do is sort of sneak up behind them because then if you do that it engages the combat but then you've got that ambush uh, advantage on them so then you can attack first uh, but it's it's very old school RPG kind of thing uh, where it's just the combat is just turn based and you know you can be a mage or a, a knight or a, a sort of thief or you know these old school fantasy RPG tropes it's all in there um, yeah they're, they're sort of traditional archetypes of uh, yeah. RPG classes Yeah, exactly right yeah uh, but where it's like where you can feel the charm of that game is it's it's based on um, it's like Central European folklore. So basically, you're just playing through these like fables from Central European stories that I've I've never heard of, but it's really interesting to 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 hear those stories. Um, and then you you have one of your companions who's a thief, but he's like he's been. Uh, stuck in this castle for like 20 years or something like that and then you find him and he joins you and then because he's been lonely this whole time like to keep his sanity he's just been writing stories so that's kind of your the reason for having your journal and then you go in there and you can read about the lore of different things and um, they have a bit of banter between them and like uh, it's, it's, it's decent dialogue even if the voice acting isn't that great uh but yeah it's just a charming sort of it's kind of refreshing because i haven't played anything like this in quite a long time um it's very basic um it doesn't look the best even though it's 
uh, using the Unreal Engine, but it's very basic kind of graphics. So uh, I guess don't let that kind of you know, deter your... Mm, is this a game in uh, early access or is it has it been released yet? It's it's been released, so it came out okay. uh, probably about two weeks ago now. Uh, if you have Game Pass, it's on there, so you can just play it for. Free, is that the Microsoft quote unquote free? I guess yes, that's right. So that's the one okay. we pay uh, ten ninety five a month, and you can play whatever games there uh, is whatever. available on yeah. there. Yeah, yeah, like Netflix um, and video games. Is there a potential game that you might be able to sort of relate it to uh, just to try? I mean, outside of not seeing any trailers or any images, um, just trying to potentially visualize what it could be like. Um, to Like visually, I don't know. I don't know. I, I, I guess the very first... Well, no, even like, then, the way it's you like move, RPG. It's... RPG with turn-based combat. So, is it like you know old school, you know Oblivion or that that kind of? Yeah, but the combat's turn-based, whereas Oblivion was still kind of it's real time. Um, so, oh, so you actually so so when you engage into a fight, it actually goes into a turn-based. It goes into yeah does it? that that combat uh, phase okay. and then it yep, goes yep, yep. combat mode. Uh, but there, right, okay. there's that, and there's also like really cool puzzles around that you can that you need to solve and. You need to keep in mind that sort of because the movement is done that way. You can't mm-hmm. just you know run around like a crazy person. You need to strategize where you're going to move next. Can I go onto that next grid without you know there might be a trap there or whatever it is. But there's also like these you you remember those old games where puzzles were cool, <laughs> whereas now it's like you've got you know your special vision and everything everything's highlighted or whatever it yeah. is yeah this is this is like your old school i like that when you used to have to work stuff out yeah yeah it gives it's more actually... like sense of you know a sense of accomplishment exactly that's probably actually one of my biggest um problems with uh division two actually mm. is you know there's there's certain missions where it can be like uh all right find the laptop to hack into the system and then like there's up comes a waypoint, and it's like, all right, the laptop's over there. And then it's yeah. like, all right, I'll go get it. Chance to look for it. It's just like everything is just lit up, and yeah, yeah. And it's like, okay, do not you, think for yourself at all. Yeah, it's like now that you've hacked into the laptop, go pull the lever to do a thing, and it's just like levers over there. And it's like, all right, I'll go. You know, so even though it's like it's an open world, uh, open sandbox game, it's like it's super linear because it's like follow the waypoint. Um, you know, there's like one particular mission in Division 2 where, um, you know, you're sort of in a real sort of situation where you're getting, um, I'm trying to word this in a way because it's such a fun little part that it's also annoying because it points to where you need to go. But basically, mm. there is some sort of ailment that sort of hits you and, you know, you're, you're stumbling all over the place. Your screen's kind of going blurry and it's like, oh, you know, release the valve and it's just like you know to save yourself and then it's just like that would have been fun to try and explore within the like laboratory or building that you're in to try and find the valve within like a time restriction to actually save yourself otherwise it's just like no it's 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 just there just just go flick the lever you can see it go get it and it's just like oh that's just like you know so any game that can 
present a way of you having to figure it out for yourself um, is always a, a tick in in my book. Yeah, but I think it's uh, the aesthetic. It, it's not as bad as I'm making it sound, I guess, but it's very basic. The animations are pretty basic. When you're in that combat phase, you're still in first person, so you can never see your character. You can only see them when uh, they're, they're talking to one another and it's just like a 2D render of them, I guess. Um, uh-huh. So, oh, like a still image? Yeah, yeah. It's just a still image of your character. Um, okay, so very um, uh, sort of JRPG-like where it's like you get the still mm. image and the dialogue sort of pops up. Okay, all right. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, it's just, yeah, very charming. Like even... Like, being so basic it's yeah I, I'm, I'm loving it I, I was hoping i was expecting kind of because i heard about it i was like oh check it out you know whatever i'm not expecting too much but it's uh it's it was uh published by zen studios and i'm looking at, at it now so it's exclusive to the epic game store on pc of course it is <laughs> <laughs> like of everything else and it's 29.99 on there um, so yeah, it's your typical kind of, you know, just digital only game. It's nice when you get surprised by a game that's like not triple A and you just yeah. kind of take a punt on it and you're like, and, wow, and this it, is really good. Since I, so I started playing it on Friday night and I've put in maybe three to four hours. Um, but I haven't touched the division two since I've played it every time. Like I, it, mm. it's, it's that kind of game where I'm like. I'm doing something, I'm out somewhere and I'm just, I'm still thinking about it. I'm like, oh, I can't wait to get home and play, you know, sneak in a couple of hours of Operencia mm-hmm. and that's okay. what I'm going to do after we finish recording the podcast. And it's like, I was thinking about it the other day. I was like, oh, I need to go to bed. I, I need to go to sleep. But I wish um, that Operencia was on my Switch so I could still play in bed. Like it's, yeah, it's... it's <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> interesting. All right. That's cool. interesting logic because it's like, it's like, oh, I'm in bed. So I'm kind of sleeping but (laughs) that's the thing it's like no i don't want to sleep i want to keep playing but i'm tired i like that feeling i like it when you're that addicted it's just like you're willing to like it's just sleep to play it it's good yeah it's It's a very love hate situation game like you you can you can feel the love that's gone into that game when you're playing it it's really cool the the the, uh the risk of having a game that's so addictive that all that's all you're thinking about is like when it comes to work and it's just like you know i'd rather be home playing the game and you know so there's been times in the past over the over the many years of of gaming where it's like oh my nose is a bit runny is it is it bad enough <laughs> that I, I don't have to go to work because of this yeah, game yeah. <laughs> try and justify it uh, okay it's try to right. will yourself into being yeah. sick i don't think i'm yeah, not, so- i'm at that stage but uh-huh you, you know what i mean like so it's in the back of my mind it's like i'm, I'm thinking about it that's i think that's how i gauge how much i'm enjoying a game it's like i'm thinking about it when i'm not playing it yes uh, and it's i think that's uh interesting okay that's cool i'll have to um maybe youtube it after this and uh see what it's about for myself now yeah, it's kind of what it's... i do with terraria like um i'll just be playing it and then we finish and then i go to bed and just start reading about terraria on my phone <laughs> it's like the same kind of thing like just start reading the wiki yeah. like reading all the armors and shit I'm like yeah yeah that's what i'm gonna do next time like start planning for my next session like yesterday i spent probably a good hour just reading uh in, in the journal just reading about the law of like those those folklore stories because it's like it's based on actual like not factual stories but those fables from uh, central europe from you know hundreds of years ago and it's mm. i find that really interesting um 
Obviously okay. not for everyone, but if that's sort of your jam, um, yeah, definitely check it out. And it's got uh, an, an interesting mechanic as well that I should probably talk about with the combat where you've got a front line, uh, a middle line, and then the back line. So then different attacks uh, do a certain amount of damage if the enemy is in the front line, so it's close to you, but then you might have sort of a mid-range attack that's does more damage in that middle area and then you've got your obviously your ranged attack that does more damage if the the enemy's far away so you've got to use that sort of strategy as well um so when you've got the different lines there like your front middle and back does that does that imply or does that mean there's like a party based system so you can actually have multiple people in, your, in your party it is yes Okay, yeah. So the further you progress in the game, the more uh, companions you get. So I've got three at the moment. Um, you start with two. Um, mm-hmm. It's, um, yeah, it's kind of like you, you start, the, the, the tutorial is like the first mission kind of thing. So you play as three different characters that are level cap and they've got all these attacks and it shows you how to play and stuff. And then after this has happened, it, it jumps like, 40 years forward or whatever it is um, and then that's when you create your character and then it, it tells mm-hmm. you a little bit where your character has been having these dreams about this weird stag that keeps guiding you to this lake and then you wake up one day and you're like you know what I'm actually gonna follow my dream literally and go to that lake and then that's when you do your first sort of adventure and mm-hmm. it's, okay yeah it's just that sort of yeah all right after uh put it on the to-do list or at least give it a look yeah yeah definitely definitely have a look it's um yeah very interesting uh but uh i think that's all we've got in the bag for today um we did pretty well i think we at uh, an hour and 20 minutes an hour and a half from uh where we were last time on episode 10 uh but yeah again thank you guys so much for for jumping on today and and helping me out while chris is in uh in bali with his fiance uh not a problem at all yeah so where can the people find what you do uh, over the internet? sure okay i mean uh any sort of if you if you're on itunes or android uh, through whatever your uh, dedicated podcast app is uh, you can search for control alt record um, compared to last time we were on, we've uh, changed sort of our social media details around a little bit to make it a mm-hmm. bit more user-friendly and easier to remember. Mm-hmm. Um, so now on uh, Twitter, we're at CarPod TV. Uh, so just the abbreviations of Controller Record, oh. Pod for Podcast and TV. Uh, so CarPod TV, Instagram, we're CarPod TV. Uh, Gmail is uh, CarPod TV at gmail.com. Uh, I'm pretty sure every uh, actually Twitch. Uh, so uh, just search for CarPod TV again, twitch.tv forward slash CarPod TV. Um, and the only thing that's really different is Facebook, where it's just the straight full control record. Uh, everything else is basically CarPod TV. Um, but yeah, so uh, you can check us out on on Twitch there. That's sort of where we uh, live stream our podcast recording as well. Um, so we like to try and get involved with uh, listeners at the same time now. Um, and uh, currently, on while we're mucking around on D Live, um, you can find me at Herdy TV over on D Live. Awesome, yeah. Because when when I asked you about where you were streaming your Diablo stream, and you said CarPod TV, I was like, what the hell is CarPod? Uh, <laughs> makes sense now. <laughs> uh, yeah, because initially for us, we used to be like. Uh, 
the way we were like 50 50 some some things were like control as in c-o-n-t-r-o-l and then other things were like the C-T-R-O-L. keyboard control c-t-r-l mm-hmm. and uh trying to sort of say every episode you can find us at c-t-r-l a-l-t recorder Gee, it was just like it's just too yeah. long uh so we had a chat and we're like um yeah, CarPod TV, just the abbreviations of it all. But you can also on DLive, uh, Brett is there as well with his own channel, which is uh, Killbot, Killbot, I believe. Just Killbot, easy. Just, just straight Killbot. Yep, I kept it simple. Awesome. Kills the bots. That sounds really Where do you even come up with that name? Oh, it's from a, it's a Futurama reference. I was like literally 15 when I made it. Um, oh. And it's just always been my gaming name. So it was like Killbots in um, Futurama. So I just took it from there. It doesn't really mean anything. <laughs> but it's more interesting than Herdy, I think. <laughs> uh, I'm really bad with names, <laughs> so I'm, I'm really bad at coming up with names. So it's just like uh, it's just like an abbreviation on uh, on my actual surname. That's all it is. Yeah, yeah. does the job. Does the job. Does the job. Awesome. Sounds good. Well, uh, if you want to contact us, you can always uh, email us. We're at buttonmashpod at gmail.com you can also find all of our episodes on our website which is www.buttonmashpod.com we're also on facebook if you just look up uh, button mash podcast uh, changing a little bit with the instagram chris is probably going to keep his the same mine's going to be changing but i'll keep you up to date uh, shortly when it's launched um but that's that's it for this week um Thank you guys again for joining us and thank you listeners for listening. We'll speak to you next week. Final round.